Hi, this is Erica, host of Paper Hope Street Team, and this is Our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 10-year-old Patrick Alford, who went missing from his hometown of Brooklyn, New York, on January 22, 2010. At the time of his disappearance, he was 4 foot 8, 65 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. He was last seen wearing a red t-shirt, blue jeans, and a blue and black Michael Jordan sneakers. Patrick is biracial. He is half black and half Hispanic. Patrick also has a scar on his left eyebrow. If you know of Patrick Alford's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Patrick Alford, please click on the link on the, Vo the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfuturesmissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you, and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be reviewing Rise of the Guardians, Life of Pi, Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2, and we will also be talking about the American Cinemafique Awards, and the honoree of that was Ben Stiller, and it was a tribute to him. So, to start off the show... Brianna is going to be interviewing me about the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. So, Brianna, I'll let you go ahead with that. Okay. So, Raven, how are you today? I'm very well. How about yourself? Very well also. Thank you. So, I want to see what this film is about. See what all the commotion is about. Mm -hmm. So, can you tell us about this film? Yes, well, there's quite a bit of hype over this film because it is the final installment in the Twilight Saga after all these years, starting in 2008 when the first film came out. And pretty much it's the conclusion of the, um, the series. And it's all about Bella and Edward, and they just had their daughter, Renesmee, and now they have to get all of their family and cousins and relatives together and pretty much just convinced the Voltori that Renesmee isn't a vampire, even though she kind of is, and that, like, they didn't bite her. So it's very interesting. It's an interesting movie. That does sound very interesting, if I do say so myself. Yes. <laughs> Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, and Taylor Lautner stars in this film. How was their acting? Oh, God. Well, I mean, it's, it's like it always is. Uh... Christian Stewart just pouts about, and um, I mean, she. I. I mean, I guess I don't really like the Twilight series to be honest, and I don't like the acting really at all. But I mean, I think she does a good job portraying Bella, and I feel like um, Robert Pattinson did better in this movie than he did in the last one, because in the last one he was very bland, and in this one he actually seems more animated, and then. Taylor Lautner doesn't really act. He just shows off his abs. So he did a good job at that. He was shirtless quite a bit. <laughs> I could totally see that. Just like, yeah, 
I have to show my abs every like five minutes because you know my contract says huh. he does there's there's a movie called vampires suck and he just like takes off his shirt and Bella but her name is like Ella in that movie and she was like why do you take off your shirt and he's like oh in my contract it says every 10 minutes I have to remove my shirt and then it's pr- it's pretty great <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great so how is this <laughs> how is this film compared to the others the part one did you like um, it? Did you hate it compared to the other ones? Well, I originally went to go see it. Like, if you watch my review, you'll see how conflicted I was. Um, but, I mean, I don't like the series. Um, I've seen all of the other movies, and I haven't read any of the books or anything. But, I mean, compared to all of the previous films, this one is the best. But... I mean, I can't say that I liked it, and I can't say that I hated it. I enjoyed it, and I was entertained, but it was still a Twilight film, and it was still, like, pretty cheesy. Yeah, because in the other films, like, I've like, I've read the books, and I've seen the movies, mm-hmm. because, I like, one day I went over to my cousin's house, and she's watching it, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll watch it, too. So yeah. she let me take it home. And then she was watching the others, so she let me borrow those. And I'm just like, oh. So when I see them, I'm just like, I mean, I think basically what they do is say their lines. And then they're like, yeah. Yeah. That's my line. I just, yeah, I agree with you. Is there anything parents should know before letting their children see this film? Um, Definitely. It is the most sexual and violent out of all of them. Um. There is quite a bit of violence, especially in the ending scene, which I didn't read the books, but apparently, like, the final battle wasn't in the book. So that's why everybody in the audience was, like, freaking out, because they're like, what? This isn't how it's supposed to be. But they totally, like, threw a twist, and it was crazy. But um, it is very violent and very gory in uh, the end, and uh, it is quite sexual, because Bella's a vampire now, and... Edward doesn't have to worry about, like, breaking her anymore, so, yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice to know. Mm-hmm. And definitely any- 13 and up, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, all the others, um, I would say, like, for the first one, it wasn't, I think that'd be, a for me, a PG, because I've been able to ha- handle, like, a lot of things. Yeah. Because my dad and stuff, like, my dad's just like, yeah, let's watch this film, you'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, definitely 13 and up, I'd say, for this one. I mean, maybe, yeah, definitely 13 and up. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Rise of the Guardians, Life of Pi, Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2, and talking about the American Cinemafique Awards tribute to um, Ben Stiller. So right now... Brianna is interviewing me about the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2, which I recently saw. So I will let you continue with that. Besides your lack of likeness, Mm -hmm. see, I I worded that nice, um, for the series, (laughs) is there anything that stands out to you? Um, I definitely think... I mean, in all of the films, the cinematography is beautiful. Like, the way they show the forest and... um, I mean, the the visuals are definitely pretty, like, the angles of the the camera angles and everything. It's very beautiful, I'd say, but it's just, if only the cinematography was used in, like, a better film, then I would love it. But definitely the cinematography stood out to me. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
who do you recommend this film for? Like, I know you said 13 and up, but is there, like, is there something that they're trying to target? Like, what age range do you uh, think? The target targeting? audience is definitely between, ugh, I'd say, 12 and 17. But then again, there are, like, my grandma and my aunt are, like, huge Twilight fans, and they're, like, way up there in the age range so I mean I honestly think it's targeted to anyone who likes Twilight who's like read the books watched the past movies so yeah it's good like at least it's good for people like if it was bad for people who like Twilight like if you love Twilight and this was a bad movie then you know that's one thing but you know mm-hmm. what genre do you think this film is in Ooh, gosh um haha probably Drama, romance. Um, is there a category for like cheesiness, like <laughs> the dairy product category? I'd say <laughs> no, definitely drama, romance, and action. I'd say action. How was the action in this film? Um, I mean, it was very. It was just kind of weird to me because, like, a lot of the um, the vampires from like neighboring countries and stuff would come and like every time you'd see them they just looked so like angry and I was like why are you so angry all the time and so I feel like there there wasn't that much action but there was a lot of suspense because you look at them and they just look like they were about to like (laughs) burst into flames and like kill someone and I was like geez calm down yeah, one of my friends, like, like she just has this face where it's just, they just, it's just like an angry face. I'm just yeah. like, is anything wrong? She's like, no, it's just my face. I'm just like, oh, okay. They're like, oh, okay. They just, they just looked like so intense the whole time. <laughs> I was like, geez, relax. You need like a glass of tea and you need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> how many stars do you give this, Raven? Oh, gosh. I can't remember how many stars I gave it in my review, but I'd say... Probably now I'd give it three out of five stars because, I mean, it wasn't a complete disappointment. I definitely, I really liked the end, Um, the ending scene that wasn't in the movie, I mean, in the book, um, because, like, oh, my gosh, everybody just dies. It's just crazy. But but I can't even tell any more about it because I'd totally ruin it. But um, the end of the movie made me enjoy the movie. And me and my friend, we saw it, and neither of us really liked Twilight. And during that scene, we were, like, in our seats, and we were like, oh, my gosh, oh, my goodness, what's happening? What's going on? And we were like, ah, no, don't do not do that. But <laughs> so I'd say, I mean, I enjoyed it. I was entertained. But will I watch it again? No, definitely not. So do you feel... <laughs> Do you feel as though, like, if the the whole movie was, like, the last scene, as you would say, would you like it more? I don't know, because then the whole movie would just be ridiculously intense, and there wouldn't really be any climax or anything. So I don't think so. Because the ending scene was good because it was such a climax, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I liked it. That's yeah, good. It's good so, that you like some parts. Yes, the end, the end. Well, it's not the very, very last scene, but it's, like, the final battle. And mm-hmm. it is just, like, two minutes. Well, I mean, I'd say it's probably about, like, two or three minutes. It's just, like, two or three minutes of sheer, sheer intensity. And everyone in the theater was like, oh, my God, what's going on? So it was, I mean, I definitely say give this movie a chance. Go check it out. Go see it. Go watch it. You'd probably like it, especially for the end. So 
check it out. Well, Brianna, thank you so much for interviewing me. It's always fun when I get to answer mm -hmm. questions instead of ask them. So thank you. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the amazing new animation that is just in time for the holidays, Rise of the Guardians, and we have with me the fantastic Morgan. So how are you doing today, Morgan? Good, and how are you doing, the fantastic Raven? I am doing fantastically. <laughs> so, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about this incredible film? 
Well, this film is about guardians, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see Sandman, Santa, the Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, and a new guardian. His name is Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. And this film is all about what happens when the evil boogeyman, also known as Pitch, he um, tries to come and take over the Sandman's dreams and turn them into nightmares for all of the children. So then when they have nightmares, they won't believe in, like, the Guardians anymore. And then all of the Guardians have to come together to protect all of the children's wonder and joy and belief in the Guardians. And it's pretty awesome. So what did you think of this movie? That this movie was actually amazing and outstanding, and they had amazing detail in all the snowflakes, and they this took them forever. Oh, absolutely. I thought this film was amazing, and you're right, and the detail also, was fantastic. Also, you felt like you could grab the snowflakes, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning. Yeah, the very first scene. Yeah, the um the 3D is amazing in this film. It's uh, a 3D animation, and it is amazing. It's so, it's just so like rich in color, don't you think? Because the color from the Guardians and also the blackness from Pitch, don't they? Like, it's just so rich, isn't it? Yes, and also because you were just like. So, so into it that I felt like I was really there. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And um, I'm definitely, you know, older, but this film reminded me of when I was little. And, you know, I would always, me and my brother, even, we, um, we always, like, leave out cookies for Santa Claus. And it, I thought it was cool because, like, in the beginning, he's um, making, like, a mini train. And then he's, like, cookies. And the um, the little elves come and they, like, spit out the cookies onto a plate. And I thought that was really funny because I'm like, that's what I used to do. That's awesome. Well, that's what I still do. <laughs> yes, but the elves were so cute, especially with when they were jingling. Mm-hmm. Hats and everything. Yeah, I thought it was funny when the Sandman, he was trying to get their attention because the Sandman can't talk. So he uses like these weird symbols to talk, but he couldn't get their attention. So he just grabbed one of the elves and started like ringing it around. And everyone was like, what? And also something that I thought was very interesting was that the elves don't build the toys the Yetis do. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's like, just pretend they do that across me. Like, Oh. Yeah, and then I thought it was funny when he was like painting um painting the, all of the toys blue and then he's like I don't like it painted red and he had already done like hundreds of them and he was like, "Oh." I thought that was funny. Yeah, so, he drew those red. Uh-huh. And then he's like, "Too Christmassy, paint them blue." And he was like, "Oh." So, what do you think of the voiceovers? Wow, the voiceover was actually really cool because each character had a different voice and they were really perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. Their character and the voiceover was just outstanding and they were a perfect match. Absolutely. And something that I thought was very interesting was um, Alec Baldwin does the voiceover for North 
aka Santa Claus. And I thought that was so cool because Alec Baldwin has such a distinct voice and I had no idea it was him because he had like a Russian accent. And I was like, I went back and I did some research on the movie and I was like, oh my God, that was Alec Baldwin. No way. Like that sounded nothing like him. So I think he did a fantastic job. So he's you think he's from Australia. Uh-huh. So that's why he looks like a kangaroo. And the Easter Bunny um was voiced over by oh gosh, who was that? I think it was um Russell Brand who did that. I thought that was cool. It was pretty awesome. Yes. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Rise of the Guardians, Life of Pi, and talking about the America Cinematique Ben Stiller tribute. And right now I have with me Morgan, and we are just talking about all about the Rise of the Guardians. So, Morgan, do you have a favorite character? I have to say, I have a couple of favorite characters. Mm-hmm. They, it was the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, Santa, and I love the Yetis, and especially um, Jack Frost and also the Sandman. <laughs> so you just like all of the main characters, don't you? Mostly. <laughs> That's so funny. So um, tell me why you liked um, the Tooth Fairy. I actually liked her because she had babies and she was like half bird, half fairy. That, that's something that you don't see every day. Yeah. You get to see how they collected teeth and it was just cute. Mm-hmm. I liked the fact that they said that before, like, the Guardians were Guardians, they were normal people, like, they had lives and they had families, and it, like, showed, like, how they became the Guardians, and I thought that was so cool, and I loved, um, my favorite character is probably, um, Jack Frost, voiced over by Chris Pine, because I thought, like, he was so funny, like, he was just a, like, um, troublemaker, but I loved, um, Baby Baby Tooth, like, the little fairy helper she was so cute yeah and also when you met jack frost you actually believed him and you got to see how he reacted to nobody seeing him or it just was very outstanding and lonely Mm -hmm. yeah i imagine i mean i thought that was so cool to like see when he first came out of the lake and he went walking around and he was like hello hello and people couldn't see him and just he went like 300 years without anybody seeing him and I just thought it was really cool how it showed like what he went through and he just really had to believe in himself which I thought was great yes and also the frozen frost was so amazing it was Uh, so pretty I was like what they put in so much detail it was so fancy and so Brilliant and so pretty for all, every frost, every snowflake. It was very pretty, absolutely. So I was wondering what you thought about the age rating. I think the age rating, I have to say seven and up because it's kind of scary-ish. Yeah, Pitch was actually a lot scarier than you would think. So yeah. Then you, the little ones would be, like, screaming in the middle of the movie theater. 
Mm-hmm. I'd say probably six or seven and up. I'd agree with you on that because it is a little bit dark, and um, especially one of the scenes involving the Sandman and Pitch was very sad and scary. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to like ruin anything. But I mean, I was like, me and my brother, we were like, what? What is go? What? What happened there? Like that can't happen. So. I definitely think probably six and up. And how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I give it five. five. Me too. I mean, I give it a, a thousand and a hundred and <laughs> a million. Me and Morgan just give this this film an infinity amount of stars, just so you guys know. So it's pretty great if it deserves that many stars. And something infinity that I thought was awesome. And beyond. Uh-huh. Yes, infinity and beyond. Like Buzz Lightyear, except it's not a Toy Story movie. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> well, something that I found very like interesting and unique about this film is, I mean, it is sort of a holiday film because it talks about like Easter and Christmas and whatnot, and it's almost Christmas time, so it's perfect. But I would watch this film during the summer. Like I would watch this film during, I don't even know, like any other holiday, like Halloween or something, because I feel like it's not only a um, holiday film, but it's a film that just reminds you about the joy and the wonder in life. Like, if you're in a place in your life where you're not believing in something or you need help believing in yourself, I feel like this movie is absolutely perfect for that. Yes, because Jack Frost didn't really believe in himself, and then he he got more into himself. Absolutely. Well, guys, this film comes out in theaters on November 21st, so be sure to go check it out with your friends and family and grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and neighbors and everyone, because everyone deserves to have a little joy in their life, and that's what this film is. Morgan, thank you so much for talking with us all about this film. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film The Life of Pi, and we have with me again Morgan and Brianna. So, Brianna, why don't you tell us what this film is about? I would love to. <laughs> Pi is an Indian boy who, of course, lives in India, and he's having a good life, and his father is a zookeeper. And so he's having a good life, and then one day he comes home, and his father is like, we can't do this. And so, but, like, the animals are all his. It's just the property they have is the banks. So they're just like, ah, oh, we need to go somewhere. We can't afford living here. So they're going to Canada on a ship. And so they take all their animals, and they give the actual space to the bank, back to the bank. And so they're all on this ship, and then this terrible storm happens. And... So, Pi decides to go out and watch the storm, because I have no idea, he just thinks it's fun, and he goes and watch and he goes and watches, and he invites his brother to come watch with him, but his brother goes like, are you crazy? No! And so he stays in the cabin with his mom and dad. So he goes out on the deck, and, and long story short, um, his family dies, and the and the ship sinks. It reminds me so much of Titanic. That's and awful. So some of the animals, a Bengal tiger, um, I think one of them was a hyena, a zebra, orangutan, and the Bengal tiger is named Richard Parker. And so they're all on this like small lifeboat, and so they're like, like kind of wandering. And so the orangutan and hyena and zebra like all die off. Uh-huh. Like, so it's only the big gold tiger, R- Richard Parker, and Pi left, and it's about this story how they're both trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, it sounds like an amazing movie. I've heard just nothing but positive feedback about this film. So, Morgan, I hear that you got to go to the red carpet premiere of this, and I hear you got to meet some very important people. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, it was actually pretty amazing. I got to meet the actor who was so cute. 
Supervisor? Yeah, script supervisor. I got to meet some fabulous people. Well, that's awesome. So I hear you got to meet the main character um, who plays Pi. And Brianna, what was his name again? Shiraj Sharma. Okay. And um, Morgan, tell us a little bit about meeting him because it sounds like that was very fun for you. He was actually so adorable with the cutest teddy bear heart. Teddy <laughs> bear heart, I mean. And he was just so fun and mm-hmm. very funny to work with, and he was very entertainable. Mm-hmm. And what kind of questions did you ask him? I actually asked him how did he pretend to make the ti- you know pretend a tiger because it was all green screened. Mm-hmm. And I add, um. And what did he say about that? And he said, no, and he said that he got to work with t- real tigers. He would just be, like, watching these baby tigers. And oh, they wow. would just be, like, watching them and see what they did. So, kind of, they were real tigers. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So, Morgan, what did you think of this movie? Now, this movie is actually really, really fun-ish. But it's very entertaining. And you get to see these fantastic characters bring them to life also you get to see a Bengal tiger how you can see that every day mm-hmm. on a ship ship and you were kind of worried during the whole type thing like worried if he was going to get eaten or something they're like oh yeah. please mm-hmm. yeah well, it sounds like you guys really enjoyed this film, and like I said before, I've heard that it's just fantastic. Um, so, Brianna, why don't you tell me a little bit about the visuals? Because I've heard also, I mean, I read reviews all the time about movies and stuff, so I've, um, I've heard that the visuals in this are just breathtaking. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? They're amazing like when i saw this i was like blown away because that's how good they were like the ocean scenes like in night like you know how sometimes the water reflects what's Uh off of the sky well in night it was so clear and so still that it was like a pure copy of what was in the sky and the sky was beautiful it had the stars and the clouds covering some of the stars and the big moon it was like the moon was like half of the ocean it was so big and so pretty and like so during the day it was like well like during the day half day half night there was like these jellyfish and they were it was so pretty like you would think of jellyfish and be like ew they're gonna sting me out mm-hmm. but I mean I, I thought that for a second because my friend Caroline I went to go see this with my friend Caroline and she's like they're jellyfish they're jellyfish and I'm just like Ew. but yeah. then after I got over that like I saw them and they were like really pretty because mm-hmm. the light that they shed off and and then when they were there there was this big whale that came out of the ocean it was just so pretty how they captured that yeah, yes, I saw that in the commercial. That is actually crazy. right, and it was breathtaking. You could just, like, imagine you were staring at that screen forever and ever. <laughs> That's awesome. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and today we are reviewing Life of Pi, and we'll also be talking about the American Cinematique Ben Stiller tribute, which Morgan recently attended. So right now we are talking with Morgan and Brianna about the Life of Pi, 
and we were just talking about how amazing the visuals are. So, Morgan, do you have a favorite character? Yes, I have to say it was Pi and mm-hmm. the tiger. <laughs> because the yes. tiger was breathtaking, and I said he was very, like, you know, breathtaking, and he was graphic, and they made him look so real. Mm-hmm. And you don't see a tiger every day being on a boat. Yeah, you really don't. It seems like um, they gave the tiger a lot of personality. Would you agree with that? Yes, they actually gave it, like, personal things mm-hmm. like that you you can imagine that it was kind of like a person yeah that's an, that's an what animal. it seemed like to me so brianna yeah, they were, do you have they were and they were both trying to survive so the tiger wanted to eat him and he was trying to not make the tiger eat him so yeah. he was trying to learn how to fish yes so they were like trying sort of to work together to survive I see. So, Brianna, um, do you think you have a favorite scene? And if you do, tell us. Okay, so my favorite scene is, like, there's this one scene where, the like, you know how dogs pee on, like, things to say to other people? Like, it's fine. Like, it's my territory. It's my spot. You do not. So, so Pi does that to mark his spot. And so the tiger, like, (laughs) kind of stares at him. He's just, like... Yeah, and so he, like, it's so funny. Like, he looks at Pi, like, with this intensity in his eyes, and then he pees all over the boat. And oh he's like, God. yeah, this is my area now, so booyah. Oh and it, it's just, like, it's so funny. I'm just like, it, how they how they corresponded that with, like, how people, not how people, yeah, but, but how things on. actually he, do. He peed on Pi, so he's like, you're mine. Oh my goodness, he peed on pie too? Yes. That that's is so gross. Funny. Yeah, oh my God, but it's that's very awful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, Brianna, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it 8,000. It was <laughs> it was so good. Like, I thought, because the previews for this film, uh-huh. it's like, it's really weak. The previews for this film are really weak because this film is amazing. Like, all the visual effects and all the cinematography and the acting. I could never in a million years find myself in that position to act like I'm on a boat with a tiger trying to survive. Like, I mean, I probably could, but, like, through years and years of training for that. So I thought his acting was brilliant. That is true, actually. I agree with you. I would give it the same amount of stars because they did actually weaken the previews. Like, oh, this doesn't look like such a good movie. And then when you watch it, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is breathtaking. You're like, wow, what? So, yeah. yeah. awesome. Because I think... I think most of the sales for this movie, well, I think most of it will be word of mouth. Like, people who have seen it, they tell their friends because I don't think if it was just based on a preview thing, I don't think it would get that many because the previews were so weak than the actual film. Well, it sounds like you guys really, really enjoy it, and I'm sure tons of people will go see it by word of mouth because you like it, Morgan likes it. When I see it, I'm probably going to love it, and I'll go tell a bunch of people. So definitely, guys, be sure to go check out The Life of Pi in the theaters and go see it with all of your friends and family. 
Brianna and Morgan, thank you so much for telling us all about this film. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have with us again the lovely Morgan, and we are going to be talking about the American Cinematique Ben Stiller tribute. And Morgan had the pleasure of going to the red carpet, so we'll be talking all about that. So, how are you, Morgan? I am doing great, and how are you doing? I am doing very great as well. (laughs) So... Why don't you tell us a little bit about the red carpet and everyone you got to meet? Well, I got to meet Eugene 
Levy, mm-hmm. Martin Short, Jennifer An- Jennifer Aniston, and a bunch of great, amazing people that were so fun and entertaining to work with and be actually there talking to them, mm-hmm. meeting them in person. And I heard that Jennifer Aniston was the, um, you were the only person that she talked to on the red carpet. So how was that for you? Tell me about your interview with her. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, she spanked everybody. She didn't talk to anybody and you got the guts to actually do it. I'm like, yes. I'm (laughs) like, wow. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. So, um, tell, talk to me a little bit about your interview with her because she is such an incredible actress. She has done so many countless amounts of films and accomplished so much. So what was it like to talk to her? It was actually, she was very beautiful and sweet and she had the kindest heart and she was very nice and she had the prettiest gown ever. Mm-hmm. And what kind of questions did you ask her? I asked her what her what she was working on, and I asked her what part she played in that, and and I asked her how many movies she made, and she said, "Go and IMDb me and see how many movies I have." Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it sounds like I mean she was very nice. Was she impressed at how young you are? Yes, and I have to say, David Cross was just like her and I was so surprised I'm like I know you from wait are you Ian from album chipmunk he's like yes I am I'm like whoa you were like oh my goodness what? and what kind of what kind of questions did you ask him I asked him you know about what he thought about the chipmunks of course <laughs> and if he really liked working with them and I've asked I asked him a lot of questions Mm-hmm. But we had a fun time, and Martin Short, wow, he, I can't believe it, that um, it was really fun to play him also because he was like a really nice person, and I asked him um, a bunch of questions mm-hmm. if he knew Ben Stiller, and he said no, but he was kidding because you know he is a comedy person. Yes. He is. He is definitely a comedy person. Did he give any other funny answers? Um, a couple of funny answers. I have to say there's a lot of laughs. <laughs> yes. And were you ever nervous to talk to anyone, or was there one person that you were most nervous to talk to? No, I actually wasn't nervous for anybody, you know, because I'm, I'm actually not nervous. Yeah, but you are a very confident person. And you do so many red carpets, so it's kind of like. I got to see Kim Cardinet from The Sound of Music, which she she was the youngest Van Trap child, and she was just amazing and very nice to talk to. She started acting when she was three. 
oh wow that is incredible I think it's so cool to like see actresses and actors and like read their bios and see that they've been acting forever and ever and I think it's cool to like watch older movies that your parents might have watched and then watch newer movies and be like oh my gosh that's the same person just way older now so I think that's incredible you are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking about the American Cinematique Ben Stiller Tribute Award Show, which Morgan got to attend the red carpet of, and she was just telling me all about her fantastic interviews, and also how she doesn't really get nervous anymore, because you have done so many red carpet interviews and so many red carpet events, so why don't you talk to us a little bit about what it's like being on a red carpet? Um, being on a red carpet is actually very fun because you get to interview really nice people and they are all very, very, very fun to talk to. And they really, the trick is not to be nervous because then you may lose focus and if that happens then it's not bad, but it's just that you don't want to lose focus. And also because it's very, I don't know why, but some people get nervous, but it's not. You shouldn't be nervous because it's very fun and very amazing. And they're just mm-hmm. people. They're just Absolutely. people like you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even though, I mean, it might be like super scary to be like talking to your favorite actress or actor and Jennifer Aniston, I mean, I would be, I don't even know how you were. I would be nervous. I mean, and I'm 15, and I'd still be nervous. And you're, how old are you, Morgan? I am eight. Oh, my goodness. You are, you are crazy. You are just so fantastic. So tell us about some other people that you got to talk to. Did you get to talk to Ben Stiller? So, um, no, that is actually very sad for me that I didn't do that. But I got to see Ben Stiller was actually not one of my people that I interviewed. Mm-hmm. But we took well, a picture of him. <laughs> I took a picture of him. It's okay. That's that's all that matters. Well, I mean, he he was sort of I mean, like. Sarah Levy was so fun, and he was very nice and very awesome to talk mm-hmm. to. And what kind of His questions did you is ask him? Beautiful. <laughs> Who's beautiful? His daughter. Oh he yeah. Daughter. Mm-hmm. Sarah Levy had the was very pretty she wore a black dress and she was just very nice oh wow so what kind of questions um did you ask him if he if he knew ben stiller huh if if he like his daughter said she doesn't know him she only knew him from shows but um but he did know her him he did but his daughter didn't. Wow. And I asked asked him how long he's been an actor for, and guess what he said? How long? Guess what number? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. You have to tell me. 40 years. Oh, my goodness. That is a long time. And he wasn't kidding, was he? No. No. 
Well, why don't you talk to me a little bit about how crazy it was on the red carpet? Because this this was a, like a pretty big red carpet. And I mean, it makes sense that you didn't get to talk to Ben Stiller because he was sort of like the main man there. But what was it like being on the red carpet surrounded by a bunch of other reporters and talent and managers and everybody? They're all very nice to me because I'm a little girl and they're like, oh, she's so cute. She's so little. You know, so I would say that was actually pretty fun. Mm -hmm. And what did you think of, tell me some other people that you got to interview. I got to interview Dorms Bernie Hines. Uh Uh-huh. And what did you talk to him about? We actually talked about with him. He actually said that he was making a movie with Ben Stiller right now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So he definitely knew Ben Stiller, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, since this um, sort of award show was in honor of Ben Stiller, what do you think of Ben Stiller? I mean, I personally love him. I think he's incredible in everything he does. So what do you think of him? Actually, he's very funny, especially in his movie that he made. The watch was so funny. Oh wow! Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah, but that's very inappropriate for kids. Have you seen it? Yes, I saw it. It has bad language, but it's very funny because he's like trying. He's like all these neighbors come together. He he's a lead. And this, he finds out there's aliens attacking his Costco. Oh my gosh! And he's like, "No, not the Costco! No, the Costco! We have to save it!" It's just funny. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, what's your favorite Ben Stiller movie? Ooh, The Watch. Definitely The Watch. Mm-hmm. And Tower Heist. Those were both my favorites. Yeah. See, I feel like I really liked him in um, Meet the Parents. I thought he was very funny in that. And that's kind of an older film. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's pretty funny. And then, gosh, he's been in so many, but I loved him in um, Night at the Museum 1 on and 2. Oh, because- yes, he was actually... That was another one, actually. That was actually my favorite because I know the monkey Jewel who was in that. You know, oh, when the monkeys were slapping his face, I know one of the monkeys. Oh, Crystal, really? what's her name? Crystal. She was very funny and very nice. But she was in timeout when we got to meet her. Oh, really? Where did you get to meet her? Eugene Lovey was actually in the muse- night at the museum, too. Uh-huh. And she actually didn't meet him in person, but he was actually one of the voiceovers. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, I mean, I think we all kind of agree that Ben Stiller is amazing, and I think it's also amazing that you got to go to the red carpet for that, so that's awesome. Well, it looks like we're out of time for today, but Morgan, thank you so much for talking with us all about the films you've seen and the red carpets you've been to and how awesome Ben Stiller is because he's pretty sweet, so thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yes, it was my pleasure. And you did a fabulous job, lovely Mr. Raven. You did too, lovely Miss Morgan. 
Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and vote for your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney, signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.